0: NMLS, number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo!
1: The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is ad Free shows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash. Gentleman Villain with William Regal. Oh, You Didn't Know with Brian James and others. But yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? want some more cheese on that whopper adfreeshows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content including fantastically popular series like Eric Fox Back Idle Chase and Strictly Business and I don't know why this is a thing but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at adfreeshows.com we've got monthly zoom chats with all the podcast hosts live watch alongs with wrestling legends and more come on now See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now, adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did.
2: Woo Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. Tell them, Nate. Woo Wings! Legendary flavors! World Championship wings! Woo! Woo Wings! Yeah! Woo woo!
0: of excellence in sports entertainment.
2: Hey, this is Kurt Angle and welcome to the Kurt Angle show on the show. Today, we'll be talking to a fellow world champion, but before we get to him, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul?
0: Kurt, I'm doing great. Really excited about today, man. uh, Before we jump into that though, you and I were just together together again. I know that's really exciting for you, but we were in Chicago top guy weekend, man, for ad-free shows. What a blast that we had and our special guest, Jay Lethal, Man, he told some stories I had never yeah, he heard had some before. Crazy
2: stories. It, it was a great turnout. I was really happy with it.
0: But but listen, what I wanted to say is we had over 200 in the audience. It wasn't recorded, but don't worry. Jay has said, "Hey, I want to come join the Kurt Angle show officially in the down the road." So, uh we're going to bring him back, man. I'm excited about right, that. But, sounds good. But, but 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 today we have a superstar. As you, you said, a world champion, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to welcome to the show, the Ring of Honor champion, his name is Claudio Castagnoli. That's right, Claudio. <laughs> or Cesaro, if nobody knows who he is, which That's everybody does. <laughs> How you doing, Claudio?
3: Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be, uh, to be finally on your show.
2: Oh, I God, know it's, been a, it's been a long time show, coming. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to start then. When you started your journey to America, did you ever expect to see the level of success that you had?
3: Um, no. No, um, it's still crazy to just kind of kind of look back and um, see what I achieved. And the fun part about it is there's so many little things. And, and by little, I don't mean like they, they, I would just kind of forget sometimes uh, what a really fun career I'm having. And for example, uh, you and me were in a match together. And for me, that's like huge because, you know, when I, when I started wrestling and before I like look up to you and like, I think, I think I, I told you when I really started trading, it was like, after I read your book, I was like, all right, I have to I have to take <laughs> yes. this a tiny bit more serious and um, to just like, you know, share the ring with you for, you know, like I think it was an ape man in a Minneapolis or something. And like, just to have like, Cool, I can tick that off my list. Like it's just like some <laughs> some like some like really really cool things that that happened um, that I can think back of and then just like smile. And um, I I never ever thought I'd make it to that success. Um, to me, making a living um, just wrestling was going to be a success. I was just like when I when I left, I told my friends and family, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna see um, after three years. Like if, if I survive, if I can still do it or if I don't like it. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, 19 years well, later or hey, something.
2: Guess what? You survived.
3: <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did.
2: <laughs> Claudia, uh, before we,
0: as we start to kind of tell your story a little bit here, what are some of your favorite memories of wrestling? Maybe it was, uh, were you a, chi- a fan as a child? Did you have a favorite wrestler or not really? And, and then maybe when you got into it, what was it like as far as wrestling for you prior to the WWE?
3: Uh, I had so many favorites uh, when I when I first started uh, when, when wrestling first came on TV uh, in in Switzerland or in in Germany when it was huge it was you know it was uh, Owen Hart Bret Hart Steiner Brothers it was right when uh, when Lex Luger slammed the Okazuna. Uh it was <laughs> it was right around that time, which was which was awesome. Just it full full on uh what is it called the the Federation years back then. Yeah. And then uh when I got back into it was um the Monday Night Wars, and then you know, after that, again, you know, with, with Kurt and everybody, because then the wrestling was at such a high level. Like the matches you get to see, you got to see on a weekly basis. Um, I feel like it's similar to today where uh the level is today and was then at such a high level for each match that you almost take it for granted and then it kind of went away and you're like oh wait a second <laughs> you know so um that to me it's it's really hard for me to just pick one superstar because there's so many especially with international the everything that i just i started watching somebody and then i did like a deep dive into them and i just would watch that for forever so it's just yeah i'm just a fan of everything
2: (laughs) (laughs) well listen was wwe always a goal for you
3: um see i i never thought i would make it to wwe because when i started it was so far away right it was so obviously larger than life and just insane it to think about it so to me i was like okay um first i just wanted to wrestle and wrestle more and then on the indies and then uh uh, everybody that I knew that was making a living wrestling in England for the like holiday camps and stuff like that, where William Regal started. And then, um, but I, uh, won the green card lottery. So I had the chance to move to the United States. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try that. And even there I was like, okay, cool. Ring of honor was getting big at that time. So I was like, okay, that's something that I can do. But again, WWE just seemed so far away until um, I was like, just thinking about my career and everything. And I was like, the next logical step would be to try to get into WWE. And, uh, that's in 2011 when, when it kind of ended up working out, but to me, um, yeah, it, it was obviously always a goal, but I, when I first started for the first long time, I was like, it's, I don't know if I would fit or if that would happen or if I would be good enough or whatever it may be, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. But I got to ask you, though, because our audience may not be aware of this. You were actually signed to a developmental deal in 2006. It never came to pass,
3: though. What do you remember of all that? Um, it was just a big whirlwind because um, I got signed and then released within like a month. Uh, I was going to move to OVW uh, at the end of 2007, um, but then just got a, <laughs> right right after I Cancelled all my indie bookings and everything. I got the call. I was like, "Yeah, um, it's not going to work out." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh-oh. So, um, on a positive note, I still got paid. And I remember, um, you know, for like the three months or whatever it is, and I got to keep the moving bonus. So I was able, uh, uh, you know, like I was I was living off uh, ramen noodles and chicken nuggets. So I was able to afford a, a hamburger hair puller hamburger helper helper every now and again. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, I got like an old Saturn, like a car, yes. um, that, that drove me around a bit. So, um, I was happy. And looking back, honestly, it was probably for the better because, you know, it gave me four more years to mature and get better. Um, and I think I was in a much better place in 2011 when I, or 10, when I, when I finally went to WWE, mm-hmm.
2: Well, reporting to FCW had to be a big moment for you.
3: Am I correct? Um, yes, it was. Um, it was just a, such a big change, and um, because it didn't really work out in two thousand and seven, um, I kind of kept it on the down low. Like I, I, I always kept a very small circle of friends, and you know they obviously knew, but I didn't. Didn't have the big like. I am going to leave for the WWE match. This is my goodbye speech or whatever. Because I was like, (laughs) you know, it didn't really turn out so good before. So um, I went there and it was cool because um, that was when uh, Seth Rollins and um, uh, John Moxley were there and they were kind of starting to do their thing. They had like, you know, like I think just some matches that started to become available on YouTube and people watching and talking about it. So It was it was really cool to come in at that time. And uh, there was some tremendous talent down there as well. Um, You know, like uh, just, for example, Jason Jordan um, was was down there and uh, like a lot of other people that you see on on TV now. Um, And it was just a very cool, hungry environment uh, to be in.
0: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models and how to think about Yeah, no, absolutely, and and you now looking back at it, you were a part of what FCW was then, but to see the developmental system kind of mature and go through what it did and become NXT, the powerhouse brand, and, and what it became, I'm sure in your mind, you're you're thinking, man, if I would have been in developmental in those NXT years where they're selling out, you know, sixteen, eighteen thousand seat arenas for their takeovers. That that would have been that would have been something special uh, for you and your career. Is, do you wish you could have hey kind of been a part of that boom back there, or were you happy? Hey, I got my FCW years under my belt and happy to move on to the main roster.
3: Um, I'm very happy with the way I came up. Um, you know, there's always you know, like obviously, like looking back, and I wish I would have. But um, you know, when. When uh, when, we, when we were in FCW, it was it was a warehouse, it was a r- two rings, and there was no air conditioning. So you had to like you know like switch the canvases, open all the doors, and it's Florida, it's hot. So you're just sweating. It's it's just you're just in there wrestling, and it was just for the for the love of it. And you had to have you had to have that like grit and just you know power through it. There was no um glory so to speak when when, the, when you like walk into that warehouse it was yeah. just like it was a warehouse you know it's not the state-of-the-art performance that it is now it was just like grit and just a bunch of guys trying to get better trying to prove themselves and then uh, we used to go to um work out with um trainer trainer rob um and just like lift the heavy weights which i always call like that was like our muscle beach the equivalent of like arnold and his friends workout because it was just you know us just lifting and like trying to motivate each other and you know that's when um biggie lifted did that huge bench press and all the stuff that you see like you know in in, in his um uh, videos and stuff so it was it was a was a very special place in a very special time that we just all wanted to to prove each other and um i kind of was part of the whole boom because right. me and uh, me and Sami Zayn were the first match on the WWE network on the first ever uh, takeover, if you want to call it that. So I felt like that sure. I was part of it, and um, you know I'm I'm very proud because I felt like I never I never did it really the conventional way. I always try to <laughs> do, yeah. do it my way, even if that was like the, the harder way sometimes.
2: It was always the toughest way. Am I
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was. I, <sighs> That's why you're so
2: damn hungry, brother. I
3: have a, I have a problem. If something seems too easy, I'm sometimes like, ah, uh, I don't. <laughs> Can't be that's real. supposed to be easy. What what's going on here? You know.
2: I hear you, man. Listen, when you're brought to the main roster, you're a Swiss militia member turned rugby player. player. What did you think of that gimmick?
3: Uh, <clears throat> you know, it was, it was it was kind of brought to me. Thing it was like, okay, you you're going to be a rugby player, and I was, I was like, oh, okay. Um, first thing I saw was like, okay, how do I make this the best possible? Because I i have never, you know, I may played rugby once or twice in my life, but you know, you need to, you need to make that as, as convincing as possible. <laughs> um, so here I was for like months, just kicking around rugby balls and like watching every single thing about rugby that I, that I could, you know, um, but oh, you're to me into the character, huh? Oh, I was, I was, you know, like watching all the movies. I was watching the rugby world cup. I was watching everything. And, um, I've, I've been a fan of a, a fan ever since, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great sport and it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I just, I just wanted to, that was my chance, you know, and I, and I wanted to take it and I wanted to make it the best, the best, um, I could, I even had a, even had a team picked out that I, it was like a French it was like a French tier two team that I could have referenced. You know what I mean? In case somebody, somebody was wanted to look it up. So yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was well prepared. You had proof. huh? Yeah. yeah. You have to, you have to nowadays, everything is on the internet, you know,
0: (laughs) but it, but it's awesome because it's an example of, Hey, you were given creative, you embraced it, ran with it, studied it, tried to make the best of it. And uh, so it's just another example of just given what's, what's assigned to you and doing the best with it. So,
3: hundred yeah, percent. I feel when, whenever you, whenever you get something, you have to make the best. You, you, you always have two choices, right? You can, you can make the best out of it, or you can just kind of, I don't know, <laughs> make not the best out of it. And yeah. To me, I was always like under impersonation like, you have to make the best out of it because I mean, just for, for my sake, for my uh, mental state, you know, I have to, because even if I make the best out of it, I'll, be thinking, oh man, I could have done this better, that better, you know? So, um, no matter what it is, if it's, if it's to yodel, I'll try to yodel as good (laughs) as I can. You know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those.
0: The yodeler. That could have been a gimmick. Hey, listen, before I jump into the, the next question here that I have, Kurt, I did want to ask you though, while you were down there in developmental, who would you say were probably the biggest helpers or influences, uh, for you, uh, Claudio down there, as far as just in terms of development, whether it's character wrestler, just guys that you look back and go, man, they were just such awesome influences for me. I'll be forever grateful.
3: Oh, man. I mean, when I was there, um, Steve Kern, who was Skinner, was kind of running it. And he's awesome because he's been around uh, for a long time and he knew. Yeah, he has so much experience. And then um, Bruce Pritchard was essentially like the head coach, if you want to say, who, again, so much no, sorry, Tom Pritchard. Tom, Doctor Pr- Tom. Other, yeah, Doctor Tom. Other, the other Pritchard. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Pritchard's the bullshitter. Doctor Tom, uh, the, the Dr. trainer. Tom, <laughs> Doctor Tom. It um, was absolutely amazing. You know, his his knowledge of like the little details and 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 how to get around everything. Um, Ricky Steamboat was there yes. as well. He was uh, he was a coach. Uh, Joey Mercury was there at the time. And of course, I mean, I mentioned him last because he may have one of the biggest influence was, uh, you know, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes oh. uh, was there. And like, just to have him like, you know, watch promo class or watch the matches, um, sit in the office with him and him like booking a show or something like that. It's just, um, it was amazing. That's why I kept going back um, to NXT and just hung out with Dusty and watch with. He was doing and what he was watching and what he was saying, Uh, because I feel like everybody that is there as a coach um, or a trainer, they have something amazing to contribute, and you can always learn from 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 anybody, you know. And but that crew was was absolutely amazing. Just come there and like from the indies where you uh, kind of have to, you know, every now and again you run into somebody that you know has done it all. Um, but mostly, it's just a bunch of guys trying to figure out how to get better, and then you get there, and there's there's Ricky Steamboat, and I'll see him every day, or Dusty Rhodes, and I could just Tom Pritchard, I can just ask him questions, you know, and it's just it's amazing, you know. So it's it's it was it was special.
0: Uh, all all legends of the business. i I'm, I'm. I just wanted to make sure I kind of wanted to pick your brain on that. Now, listen, you're on the main roster. You're on a hell of an undefeated streak. You became U.S. champion early on. Was it a tough adjustment adjusting from, you know, the Indies and developmental and now big time WWE, what was that adjustment like? Um,
3: I think the biggest adjustment and um, it's people ask me, what's the biggest difference is, it's the machine. It's the machine that's, that's behind you. It's the people that are around you. It's um, it's TV, right? There's the, there's, large arenas with, with even more people in there, um, with all the cameras that pick up everything. So nothing, you know, everything has to be perfect. Um and then, you know, the the whole machine behind it makes it just so much bigger. So all of a sudden you're not just visible um on the on, on a on a small platform, maybe on DVDs. No, you're, you know, it's broadcasted in over a hundred countries, you know, and and So many million homes um and it's it's kind of you have to you have to prove yourself every single time you step through that curtain it's not just oh i made it i'm on tv it's like no no you have to you have to prove yourself um every Mm -hmm. single time and that was the the big difference and motivating factor still to to this day um you know now in aw i feel like the exact same way it's every single time there's, there's new people watching. There's people who may not know who you are. There's people tuning in for the first time and you always want to make the best first impression you can.
2: Well, you were an integral part of launching NXT as a big time deal with your matches with Sami Zayn, which we talked about earlier. Looking back, is that a big highlight in your career?
3: Um, Yes. Yes. Because um, again, it's just, i'm I'm sure kurt you know there's always that 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 chip on your shoulder right that that you want to you want to prove yourself you want to want to show everybody how good you are and if you're in the ring with somebody like zami who you know i wrestled before on the indies and we kind of had a similar way you know to the to the wwe and like in life and we had that chance to do it and it's one of those like every match you just want to make it the best as possible and um for us it was it was an awesome way to to kick off the show kick off the brand kick off the network and um luckily i didn't think about it that much back then because i was like oh man that's a... I mean i knew it was a huge deal because it was the first uh you know uh, special on the network but um yeah it's always like you want to want to kick it off with a banger and and I think we did and it was very important it was extremely important to us uh, because you know again we wanted to show everybody how good we are.
0: Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about uh the real Americans you're working with Zeb Coulter, uh, Dutch Mantel, Jack Swagger who you'll forever be linked with even when you go face to face with them now in the AEW ring the chance to yep. start. Uh, were you surprised that they put you guys together as a
3: team initially? Um initially yeah uh because it was kind of kind of odd at first but then it just clicked you know it's one of those it was like yeah i'm you know i'm i'm real american because i'm living the american dream you know i came to this country i came from you know like not much i made my own way up but i'm i am living the american dream uh <laughs> to, to this day so to me that explained it in my and again it was like some one of those like make it work and um you know jake is Jake is an amazing talent and amazing amateur wrestler um, and just a machine. He's just a machine. So um, I feel like I got, to, I got to push him a bit because, and then, you know, it, it's kind of like you just make each other better, right? Like I yeah. push him a bit, he pushes me, and then we just keep going. And uh, Zeb or Dutch is, again, somebody that has so much knowledge of wrestling. And we'll just give you this little tip here this little tip there a little this little piece of guidance um that just makes such a huge difference and um to this day uh you know me and jake yeah still follows me you know we 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 still face each other and again when we just fought each other on tv the other day uh, in, in aw it's uh the people still remember
0: yeah crowd loves uh,
3: and, it. and the crowd loves it and it's and we still do the same thing it's still we <laughs> We still try to one-up each other. We still try to push each other to the point where it's like, okay, it's it's good. It's uh, it's awesome. And he is, I mean, he's in the best shape now, better than ever, right? I think he has another he has another fight uh soon, actually. So he's been in fighting shape and just tremendous. So it's again very inspiring to see, and that's how you want to surround yourself with people who are constantly, constantly pushing themselves.
2: Well, the Cesaro section was one of the first movements by the WWE fans to get a wrestler more notice. When you saw the signs the first couple of times, what ran through your mind?
3: Well, I think I think the first time they were out was in it wasn't San Jose, and I think there were over 10,000 because somebody print uh, posted the actual number of signs he had printed and it was it was some staggering number. It was over ten thousand, which which has to be a record. It has to oh, be that's a record. Definitely a record. <laughs> it just, I mean, like here's the thing: even if it was a thousand or two thousand, it was like it's insane. Uh, but like, it, I, I remember it was a Miss TV, and uh, with Kevin Owens and and Miss, and I walked out and I looked around and they were everywhere, like everywhere so even if it was a thousand let's just say a thousand because i don't want to say ten thousand And it wasn't if i say a thousand then it was more that's cool uh but it was it was so many they were everywhere and i was just i didn't know what to say and that was now like it's one of those like looking back i wish i would have acknowledged it more you know because i was i was flabbergasted it was amazing and it was something that um that I will forever appreciate and I never, never took for granted because it was something that was just done by the fans for me. And uh, it's, yeah, it's something amazing.
0: It's it's really cool because it just shows how appreciated uh, you were by the fans. Whether or not you were getting the push or whatever the case may be, the fans knew what we had in Cesaro, uh, yeah. you know, at the time. The <laughs> you
2: Rams. know what? Our fans are smart. They're, yeah. they're definitely smart. And they knew that you were one of the best wrestlers that's on right. the roster. And that's oh, why thanks. they got behind you, my friend.
0: That's right. That's right. Thank you, Kurt. <laughs> well, listen, things start really going your way because you win the Andre, the, the giant battle Royal you're saluted by Hulk Hogan himself. They put you with Paul Heyman. You got to be thinking at this point, Buddy, here we go. Uh, it's I'm ready to go now. They got all the steam behind me. What
3: were you thinking as all this started happening for you? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely everything was was going really well. I was trying to enjoy the moment and, um, you know, getting ready for whatever's next and just keep proving myself because, um, again, I'm. I don't try to take anything for granted, and I never expect um of course you were hoping and you were imagining where it could go but you also know that you just have to keep working as hard as you can you can never start the coast or anything like that so um i was obviously extremely happy like down to the giant memorial battle royal win it was you know one of the coolest moments in my career um just because when i when i looked around afterwards it was all the did you just see like all the international flags throughout the arena like everybody holding them up because i felt like that was my connection with all the international fans and everybody. Um, and that was, that was a really, really cool moment. And then afterwards, you know, with, like you said, like the primary Paul and everything, you were like, okay, here we go. This yeah. this could be it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, any truth to the rumor that they asked you to stop using the swing when you were a heel, because they thought it was a baby face move.
3: Um, yeah. I mean, like there was, there, there, there was a couple of times where I was, uh, advice maybe not to not to use the swing here and there because you know i it it did get a really 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 good reaction and and and, and it still does because yeah. it's 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 a really it's really fun to see i feel like the swing is something um you know when you watch like movies and like superheroes do it or like you know they just like it's just it's something that's like you can do to your kid or whatever. And, you know, you know, what? and, then, and then your the kid goes is, up and you can't do it anymore. cut you off,
2: but the thing is, not everybody can do that. You're like <laughs> yeah. one of the very few people. And that, that's what people take notice and say, this is special. This is something really cool.
3: You yeah, said superhero movie, and I think that you look like a superhero doing
1: it. That's why. Yeah, well,
3: thank you. So to me, that was the thing. It's like, that's something that, like if you experience it in real life, you just go like, holy, this is amazing. It's cool. It's something that people want to see so that's why it gets cheered and gets the reaction it does um so yeah
0: all right let's talk about it they called they've called him the advocate they've called him i think they call him now the wise man it's paul Heyman. so why did it only last for a few months can you can you share with us kind of what the the thinking was behind all that and then you two parting ways
3: i mean i think uh i think paul I'm not exactly sure, but I think Paul said once that um, they just needed somebody to go out and talk about Brock Lesnar uh, breaking the streak and they needed a reason for Paul to go out there. So um, I was there with him to, for him to go out there and then talk about me and then talk about Brock. And then uh, I think right before Brock got back, we kind of uh, got, got split up again. So um i think that was that was that if my memory serves well, me right there
0: i mean i gotta imagine you would have loved to have been able to kind of keep him as a mouthpiece did it matter to you or do because i mean man he uh he knows what he's doing with with the, the microphone
3: i mean yeah but you know to me it's kind of again what we, we talked about before you have to make the best okay. of every situation and that was one thing i'd like would have loved to keep him as a mouthpiece it's just seeing at the success that you know yeah he's had, of course, but um, those were not the cards that I was dealt, so I was trying to make the best of uh, what's what's next.
2: Well, when Vince McMahon said on Steve Austin's podcast that you may not have the it factor, what did you think of that when
3: you heard? Um, I think it's it's really hard to see what the it factor is because the it factor for everybody is different right and um, for you the it factor is something different than it is for me so um you know what i mean like i was like obviously it was like well there's like we talked about before with this with this this is our section and uh at the honor of the giant memorial battle royal and even after that, the, the fans clearly kind of re- respond to me in a certain way. Um, that okay, maybe you know, like obviously you want to you want you want to prove him wrong, and you want to do everything you can to be like, no, actually, there, there is something there. Um, it's just something maybe different, you know. Um, so to me, it's just kind of. Uh, like there's there's different it factors, I feel like, for different people. Some people have that over-the-top huge uh, like charisma. Yeah. While other people kind of have the more chill laid back um yeah. charisma. There's there, there's some people that are, you know, larger than life and you immediately go like, whoa, when they when when you see them, and there's some people that just have to work for a long time to, you know proof their longevity and their quality and everything. So I feel like I may be in that category that, um, it takes a little bit longer, but then people will notice.
0: Yeah. And that's where I was going to go next. Uh, Claudio was, did you feel like you were in a position where, Hey, I'm just going to constantly always try to prove myself. I'm going to prove the office wrong and, and, uh, whatever it takes, I'm going, to, I'm willing to put the work in the effort in,
3: in order to do that. Is that your mindset? percent, hundred percent, To me. Um, you know, there are certain people that are picked and they're going to be successful rather quick. Um, that doesn't mean that, that has nothing to do if they like are like, of course they're really good. And of course they're they deserve of that. Like they deserve that position, but there's for certain people, it just takes a little bit longer. And uh, for me, I always thought, okay, if it takes longer for me, that is fine. I'll just keep working harder and harder than, you know, anybody else or like hard, as hard as I can, because I think it's always fun when people say like they're working harder than everybody else. And I'm like, you, you have no clue how hard other people work. You know, it's like one of those, it's like, I just work as hard as I can and do the best that I can. And if that's enough, then great. And if not, then I'll, I'll keep working, you know?
2: Your tag team with Tyson Kidd was such a joy to watch as you guys just focused on wrestling and you had some great, incredible tag team matches. How good is Tyson?
3: Oh, man, he's amazing. Um, he is so good. Um, and unfortunately, people will probably never, never saw his full potential. Um, but I'm very happy that he's using his genius now to help other people and, you know, help help make um, wrestling a better place for, for everybody. Um, and it was so fun teaming with him because it was one of those like we were on the same page from the second we stepped out of the curtain. Um, even though we barely talked beforehand and then we traveled together, we worked out together, uh, you know, we, you know, shared hotel rooms and locker rooms and everything. And it just, it just clicked and we are still really good friends. And he is just, he's such, he is such a student of the game. Like he watches everything and he has a, he has a memory like nobody else. Like he remembers dates, he remembers matches, moves, sequences, everything, mm. And, um, it's an absolute blast. It was an absolute blast, uh, being in the ring with him because it just, it just clicked. We had to talk very little. And if there was a thing like we, we were, we were always on the same page.
0: And that's awesome. Let's talk about another name. This is an old buddy of Kurt's. Uh, they work together quite a bit and that's none other than John Cena. So you answered John Cena's open challenge. That's gotta be a huge deal. What was it like working with John and you, can you just speak to uh, speak about John as a person for us?
3: Oh, uh, well, I've, I've nothing nothing but good things to say about John. I mean, John, um, John is an, is an awesome person, and he has a he has a very high standard for himself, and he's one of those people that doesn't just say how you should do it or um, say how it should be done he shows you he does it every day. He lives it. You know what I mean? Like there's like, if he tells you to watch all the matches, like he's sitting there at the monitor watching all the matches. If he, if he, you know what I mean? Like if he tells you, you should work out, he is there working out early in the morning. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those people, which is, um, you know, somebody somebody I deeply respect. And that's kind of how I try to, you know, do my career is like, I just, whatever I would say, I just do it. And if people want to take notice, that's good. And if not, I don't need to, I feel like I don't want to park <laughs> it all around, you know? Um, so John has always been super honest with like critique and everything. And, um, you know, just super motivating with the way he works out and his work ethic and everything. And then um, being in the ring with him for that, for that open challenge was was awesome because, I mean, he's a legend at that point and he's still every match he wants to go out there and prove it. And we talked about that before, like every match, um, he's the, he's the one said it. I probably had it always kind of in my brain, but he's, he's the one that that said that like, you're only as good as your last match. So that's, that kind of stuck with me because that's, you know, every time you want to walk to the curtain, you want to prove yourself to everybody. And, um, yeah, so that's the, the thing. So with, with him to have that open challenge and, um, him, you know, working, working so hard and having, having such a fun match with me was, was absolutely amazing. And then to run it back, uh, a couple of weeks later, again in Chicago, uh, it was, was even better because to me, here's John Cena and you get to share the ring with him and he has so much knowledge and yeah, it was, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt knows, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I
2: do. I knew he was special the day, the first day he came to WWE. Yeah, I just knew he was going to be a huge star. Well, you tore your rotator cuff, preventing you from appearing at WrestleMania 32. Is that your worst injury?
3: Uh, yes. Um, you never get injured, do you? Uh, so that's the knock on wood, right? Um, yeah. The, the only surgery I've ever had was my rotator cuff, um, which I'm pretty lucky to to have no other surgeries and um yeah i i did the i did the rehab to at like twice a day everything and it was just it was, it was one of those it was like like now my job is to do rehab you know so um yeah that was the that was the worst injury i've 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 ever had um I was on the shelf for pretty much four months um but yeah luckily' Malcolm Wood, um there was there was nothing else so i hope i hope we can keep it that way. four months that's it four months that's it You're yeah, a beast, yeah. man wow that's that, fast that it, it is fast and um one of the things i'm really proud of is uh, uh the surgery got done by dr dugas in uh, birmingham mm-hmm. and kevin wilk who did the rehab with me or started it he actually wanted to take a picture of me having my, um, my hand and my arm at 90 degrees, because it was, um, I want to say whatever, whatever the weak marker was, but it was like to be at 90 degrees angle at that time was like extremely, extremely good. And he was like very happy and proud of that. And I'm like, if he, who works with every single athlete in the game, you know, like football, that like everything is happy with the rehab process, like, I'm good, I'm very proud of that. Like
2: you're absolutely right, man. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I tell you what, everything isn't that something like and Kurt will know, right? It's like everything is competition, right? Like rehab competition because and you like, know
2: what it's, it's against yourself you're competing yes. against yourself you want to be better you want to get better yeah and you're, you're following everything by the book and you're even doing extra stuff on the on the fly so i know yep. exactly what you're talking yep. about i did it a million times
3: yep it's like everything you only had to do it once
2: i did it like 25 times i've had yep. 25 oh, but
3: that's what i mean it's like it's like everything is competition and i think rollins was hurt at the same time oh, and God. i think cena too but like uh, I think Cena had his shoulder hurt as well, but Rollins uh, hurt his knee. I think, yeah, it was his knee. And it was like, we were keeping taps on each other. Just like, what are you doing today? Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was one of those. It was like, oh, I'll just didn't Who's gonna get
2: back to the ring first.
3: Oh yeah. It, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was one of those, but yeah, like, like Kurt said, it's just like you do competition and yes, it's with other people, but it's mostly with yourself. It's like, okay, what can I do? How can I do it? How can I do it faster? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, both of you are superhumans because you're telling me about your rotator cuff. I've known what he's done with his double knee replacements. I mean, I see the guy running around Chicago last week, just a few months after double knee replacements.
3: Well, Star. just to do them both at the same time is crazy, right? Yeah, he did that. <laughs> hey, my doctor talked me into it. Not really,
2: yeah. he did. He told me just get him out of the way. <laughs> and so I did. Is that one? Now, you of know, those, like, like the next it- day, I was walking. I was in excruciating pain, but it's I was the same.
3: walking the next day. Of, of course you were. Of course, you were. <laughs> was it yeah. was it one of those like if anybody can do it, you can. And then, <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, you did. He was like, "Is there a way I can win a gold medal of like therapy and coming back from that?" That's that's
2: how it I put you on that list too, man. Oh, yeah. a rare breed.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys are machines.
0: Guys, I, told I, you, have...
3: I was um, I was I was reading your book, and it was what you know. I just try to get a hand of any wrestling book I could, and um. It was one of those when when uh I don't know I'm may be wrong, but it was like, Oh you know, if I if I had a really good month of training, I gave myself a half day off or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like so like so to me, I was always like, When people ask me like do you have a cheat day? I'm like, no. <laughs> why like it's like one of those is like no like I, I don't know like it's one of those like i may have a meal or something if i if, if i'm okay it's Not the
2: whole cheat day yeah yeah just yeah you know. just
3: get used to it right and it's one of those that like just i would but whenever people ask me like what is your motivation or like whatever whatever i'm like yeah you don't want to know because i don't know if it's healthy or not but like it, it's one of those you know when um what is the other quote uh uh if you're not training, somebody else somewhere is, and if you meet, he'll beat you. So I'm always like, well, I've got to be training, even if you're tired or whatever. If it's if it's scheduled training day, it's I still can. I'm like I have to train. I have to like schedule off days because other otherwise I'm just. It, it's a mental thing that you just...
2: You know, it's, it's called OCD.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. You know who helped me with that, actually? Uh, um, Miro, he said, in Bulgaria, there's a saying that's essentially, uh, the muscle doesn't grow working out, the muscle grows with rest. <laughs> he's, he's actually so now, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so now I'm like, well, it's my day off, you know, like uh, muscles grow with rest. So <laughs> <laughs> took me took me 28 years to learn that, but... <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) kurt's idea of a a cheat day includes an extra slice of tomato with his chicken (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's where we're at i've seen him in action it's insane well listen guys i want to pause here and talk to the kurt angle show listeners about iwtv.live it's an independent wrestling's premier streaming service for live events and video on demand of past events if you saw wheeler versus daniel garcia on aew Check out IWTV Live as they've had even better matches for the IWTV title. And you can check out the likes of Eddie Kingston, Masato Tanaka, Jonathan Gresham, and more. Ten bucks a month, that's it. IWTV Live offers 20-plus events streamed live each month from Top Independent Wrestling. And just this past week, they had 10 live events that's a dollar an event. No better value in wrestling streaming today. Also, as an IWTV.live subscriber, you have immediate access to their extensive library of over 13,000 hours of video on-demand content from over 300 independent wrestling promotions from around the world, including Beyond Wrestling, Prestige Wrestling, Absolute Intense Wrestling, and H2O. You can watch IWTV Live anytime, anywhere on Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Stick. Including mobile apps for Apple and Android devices. There's no long-term contracts required. Nope. You just go to IWTV live and subscribe today for just $10 a month. So, Claudio, it feels like you've had some stop and starts when you were in WWE.
3: Was that part of it frustrating for you? Um I would be lying if I would say no, but it's also part of life, right? I feel everybody has start and stops. And you can never, you know, it, it's always ebbs and flows, right? For 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 everybody. And it's just how you how you handle those ebbs and flows. So um to me that was always that was always key is like how can I handle those ebbs and flows and stay at the quality that I want to stay at. And I think that's the
2: that's the key. Well, I love this question, by the way. <laughs> One of your most memorable moments in WWE is when you interviewed after being drafted to Raw. And you said you should be on SmackDown because it was more wrestling-oriented. What was it about that moment that's why you said what you said?
3: Um, I think it... it... I remember that. It is that. the wrestling show to be honest it, with you. Yeah, yeah, I remember that and that's what it was uh, promoted as and that's what it was set before. And honestly, um it was just that's how I felt in that moment and there was no no script, no nothing. It was just like hey, can can you go in that room and answer the question? And I'm like I sure can. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> so to me that's um yeah, that's that's how I felt and that's what I said. So, uh I always felt that my that was my, that was my strength. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I'm good at. That's what, that's why if you travel internationally, I always thought that, uh, one of the, one of the, the helping things for me was that people understood me because, They watch me wrestle, not necessarily because they hear me talk, because, you know, in different countries, different languages, they have to dub over promos and this and that. And but with me, there was just that connection because they watch me wrestle. They like they like the swing. They like the uppercut, whatever it may be. Um, But that was that was our connection. So I felt, felt like that was my strength. I should be on on SmackDown. And
0: and hey, that's good. You step up, said how you felt. I want to talk a little bit about Seamus. You had a best of seven with him that we'll never forget. That was awesome. Then you team with him. You come up with uh, the, the, the bar, and that is a hot tag team for uh, you know for a while. Talk about your whole experience with Seamus, not only wrestling him, the bar, and everything that
3: went with it. Um, the the beauty about the bar was that it was so authentic that when we started with the best of seven, we were, I mean, we were co-workers, right? We were friends, but we were not best friends. Um, but then we literally became like brothers and like best friends and you all saw it before your eyes on, on TV. And that's what made the bar special. And, um, when we argued, when we talked, when we have fun, that was all just us being us um and i feel like that's why we connect so well uh with the with the crowds everywhere because (laughs) we just had a blast and we're you know and we're still best friends so yeah oh it came
0: across on tv no doubt about it
3: (laughs) (laughs) and we were just 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 two guys just beating the hell out of everybody and ourselves so (laughs) good times
2: hey i'm curious man where did the bar name come from
3: um so it was something where we were taking pictures and we just kind of hit the thumbs up for a bit and then we were like ah that's kind of lame so we just started doing this like the sideways thumb and then we were like i was kind of like well that's i don't want to seem like we're media like you know like ah, it's kind of mediocre or whatever and i was like (laughs) i was like and then and then and then i don't know how it was but it was just like you know, this is the bar and we're above it. And then it just one it's a snowballed into one the other and we were just like we were just at the bar, we are the bar, and it's just like that be, that kind of became a thing. And uh, we just we just rolled with it and then they just named us the bar. And I'm like, Cool, this is awesome. So yeah.
0: <laughs> so talk about disappointment. I mean, were you disappointed when they say, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna axe the bar and uh, break you two back up again?
3: um well like i was i was kind of disappointed but um you know sheamus sheamus got hurt at the time and then what's going to be on the on the on, on the shelf for a little bit and um of course i was like okay what's what's next for me how can i how can i make this work um but you know it's it's one of those again like you you have to make it work and you never know what's going to happen if sheamus comes back if we going to revisit the bar or if you're not it's one of you know um so to me of course I was I was I was sad but I was um you know happy that he got to you know get get better
2: Hey, jumping forward, how tough a decision was it to let your contract expire with the Wwe
3: um I kind of felt that it was time to try something new you know and um to look for for a new challenge so um you know towards the end my my mind was made up
2: were were you not happy with the wwe
3: um see like i'm I'm always happy and grateful like I i was happy and grateful but i also knew kind of where i was thought of you know what i mean so I was just looking for, for something different at this point, you know, and, um, to me, when I, when I look at, at AEW, there's, there's so many guys that I want to be in the ring with that I have not necessarily been in the ring with, um, so many young guys, you just, you just mentioned earlier, Paul, uh, like Wheeler Yuda against Daniel Garcia, um, uh, on, on dynamite for the, for the ROH pure title, like, mm. Those guys, like, they're like twenty four years old, like, like it's, (laughs) it's insane. Imagine, imagine how good they're going to be when Uh they're like thirty four. Like, you know what I mean? If they're still healthy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they're so talented. There's so many talented people there. There's so many young people there that I was like, this is amazing. You know, like, I want to, I want to be part of that. Um, I, I I really want to because. Again, you're only as good as your last match, and it's kind of that. Like you need to sort of surround yourself with people that, and I always have that push you and 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 are better than you. And to me, I was like I looked at it. I was like, okay, I wanna I wanna go to AEW, and I wanna wrestle all those young guys. I wanna see if I if I still got it. Because when people ask me like, oh, when do you think? you know, it's time for the retire. to an age, this, 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 that it's whenever I get in that ring and I feel like, oh, I lost two steps. You know what I mean? Or like That's I never, when want, I
2: retired. Yes.
3: <laughs> I never want people to think, you know, like, Oh man, I, I wish you would have. I'm like, no, I want to, want to go out when I still can do what I can, you know? So, um, yeah.
0: Plus it's cool for those of us that followed your career in ring of honor to kind of see you come home and now carrying that world title again. I mean, that's, that's special.
3: Yes. That was another thing too. It was like when I got the chance to do, you know, to, to go back to, to ring of honor, that's kind of, that is, that is full circle there. Yes, And then, and then hopefully, you know, get ring of honor back on TV yeah. and then, you know, with AW it's just, there's so much wrestling out there. Like you said, with, with, um, um all all the promotions you listed earlier um you know it, it's it's good to have New japan. It's good to have yeah new japan it's good to have a choice yeah it's good to have different different styles different products um you know variety is the spice of life of so life. why go. not right
0: Kurt, did you know that including the both of us, and on this show, all three of us, that more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness? There are only I two.
3: <laughs> there- I was I was going to mention that earlier. It was like, we have like, you know, like, I have a little bit of hair, you know. Uh, Paul has no hair in the beard, and Kurt has no beard and no oh, hair. So yeah. we have the full. Yeah, we got the full gamut idea. here.
0: But listen, we're here to help those before they get to where we're at. And that's right. We're here to talk about Keeps today, and they have a special offer. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. We're already out of luck, but it can help all of you in a stress-free way to keep your hair. Well, I'm here to tell you how. They have convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home, so no weird, eye-awkward contact with anybody at the doctor's office. They offer 24-7 care and support and uh, they have a network of medical advisors and prescribers that are there to help you. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. As Kurt says, they have low-cost treatments start at just 10 bucks a month and Keeps offers generic versions of the two FDA-approved medications to prevent hair loss. It's typically half the cost of pharmacy prices. And it has everything your hair needs, delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging. That's right. No weird, awkward, awkward stares from the male person either. And they have proven results. Remember, prevention is key. It can take four to six months. We're not Chia Pets to see results. So act fast and be patient. When it comes to your hair, you need to save more and spend less. So if you're not a fan of rocking the bald look like Kurt and I are, make sure you do everything you can to hold on to what you have and take action now to prevent hair loss. Go to keeps. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Kurt to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's k e e p s dot com slash Kurt to get your first month free. Keeps dot com slash Kurt. So I we already notes right here. I know you like that.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's too late for me, like you said, but you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, so listen, Claudio, you talked about the AEW and the anticipation and wanting to work with Ring of Honor and be a part of the brand again and New Japan and being able to kind of branch out and have that opportunity. Talk to us a little bit about how the whole AEW deal came together. You took some time off. You had a child, right? Congratulations! I mean, thank
3: you. I mean, I, I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to take take time off and not rush, you know. So to me, I wanted the whole thing to to be organic and good, and um, it it did really happen that way, you know, with um, Brian unfortunately getting hurt. And then me taking a spot and, then you know, being part of the Blackpool combat club, wrestling Zack Sabre, Jr. Being in the blood and guts, it was, it, it, it just fit. And a lot of things in life is the best. If it, if it happens organically, you know, and, um, that's what it was, you know, so to me, I was extremely happy in, in how it happened because. It also showed that, to me, my decision was was right. You know, when you when you make a decision and then you just sit at home for a bit and you're like, you know, n- not second guessing, but it's the it it's the usual. Uh, well, the fans still remember me? Are they going to be excited? That whole thing, um, and then the reaction I got in Chicago was just was amazing, and you know, like the the way I, I was welcomed um by the aw fans and uh, everybody else it was it was it was it was it was amazing couldn't have wished for 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 any anything better and then the the chances i had to have the kind of matches that i had uh with the, with the people i've been in the ring with um that's a dream come true it's just wrestling and i'm having fun and it's it's great
0: yeah yeah uh, uh, claudio listen you're the ring of honor world champion obviously you're in AEW. there's that aew world championship that's still out there and i asked this question knowing that but is there anything else you feel you have left to achieve in the business i'm sure you're eyeing, eyeing that title one day right
3: of course of course i always yeah. said that uh, as in WWE, i'm going to say it here in aw um if if i be in AEW, not wanting the aw world title i shouldn't be there you that's know true. it's like that's that's what you want. That's what I'm working towards. Um, that's the goal, right? Like I want to be the best. And even, you know, like there's a lot of people who want to be the best. There's a lot of people who think they're the best. There's a lot of people that I think are better or really good. But if you have that title, that's kind of the, the proof to the world that you are the number one. And, um, you know, with, just alone in the Blackpool comeback club with uh, with uh you know Brian Danielson and John Moxley and even Wheeler Yuta it's like those are three guys that are really good and those are three guys that want that title as well so there's a lot of uh competition uh, but that's also what you what you need to push yourself and to to keep you keep you going and that's that's part of the fun right and then you have William regal in your ear to just give me you know so um it's it, 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 the, like I said before like the amount of talent is is staggering and that's motivating and of course um of course I want to be champion yeah
2: Well speaking of uh, talent there, is there one wrestler in aew you haven't wrestled yet that you're looking forward to?
3: Oh, that's such a hard question because yes, there are so many. Um, It's always, it's always really hard to just pick one, you know? Come on, pick one, man. Oh, come come on. Um, uh, Okay. So I'm just going to pick a, bunch because so for example you sound yeah, like kurt answering this question
2: you I, give me hey, some top five i'm swiss
3: i'm swiss right? i'm very neutral very neutral so it's how about the top hard.
2: five cesaro
3: top five um okay so we, we just talked about that so uh danny garcia and Wheeler Uda are definitely okay on my list will you obviously less since we're in the in the blackpool combat club together so maybe teaming up with him and then um you know there's the, oh my God! The 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 Lucha Brothers, they're both they're both amazing. Um, I was in a ladder match with them, um, and then there's you know Andrade and rush who yes. were are both amazing stars. Um, I haven't wrestled the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in a long time, so of course I think that would be on a lot of people's lists. Uh, I haven't had a match with Chris Jericho, that was like. I wrestled him a lot on live events and a couple of maybe one or two TV matches, that, but they were not very long. So, so that would be something else. There's a bunch of the, um, the younger kids, like um, that, definitely want to get in the ring with um, Dante Martin, for example. I think. What about the big man Wardlow? Um, Wardlow. Oh man, Wardlow. Wardlow is so big. I have to walk, I have to walk sideways when I see him in the hallway. So otherwise, otherwise we don't, we don't really fit. Um, you know, um Man, I can, I can, I can just go through the whole, through yeah. the whole okay. roster. I actually give me You a know top what I mean?
2: Vibe. You gave me 13.
3: <laughs> I gave you, thir- I can, I can, I can go on. I can go on. You know, there's, oh my God, like I said, like I said, there's, there's, there's so much talent there. And there's, for example, okay, I'm just going to keep going. But like, for example, Orange Cassidy, oh, you know, like I've, yeah. I've known him for such a long, long time. Um, I think, I think that would be, that that'd be fun to be, to be in the ring with him. Um uh, <laughs> I want see Miro Miro I know Miro that would be I mean the, the 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 transformation that that he made yes um is absolutely awesome the redeemer you know that's just it's amazing um uh who, who else was I going to say uh yeah there's there's just every every time I walk in the locker room, I'm like, okay, there's, there's another, another bunch, um, you know, um, MJF, there's, uh, John Silver, who a lot of people say is kind of like the, the mini me, you know what I mean? So there's, yeah, there's, yeah. So there's, there's just, there's so many, so many people there, um, that I want to be in the ring with. And that's, one of the big reasons why I picked a W and sorry, Kurt, I didn't give you one. I think I gave
2: you almost the whole roster here. Well, it sounds like to me that a W has the best roster in the world.
3: I mean, it's what it sounds it's like. Loaded. I mean, I mean, it is, it is, it is a very deep, very loaded roster. So there you go. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, Claudio, it's been our pleasure to have you on. Is there anything that you want to plug or put over before uh, we
3: let you go today? Um, I mean, A, you know, listen, listen to the Kurt Angle podcast. It's, it's an absolute, it's an absolute blast. I didn't
2: tell him to say that, Paul.
3: Yeah, no, no, uh, please, please, you know, like uh, watch, watch AW Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah. Um, you know, AW on YouTube, AW Dark. There's always some gems. I just defended my Ring of Honor title on AW Dark, um, which was, which was my request because I just want to wrestle and defend the title because That's, that's the, awesome. That, that's the fun part you know and um I, I had a blast doing so um so yeah just watch aw watch watch wrestling in general and just have fun watching it i see a lot yes. of people argue and a lot of people say you know it's like it's ice cream right you asked before about like you know what would i thought when when Vince said if i have to in fact like of course i think i do right because everybody thinks Everybody thinks they do. You have to believe that to be successful. It's 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 flavors of ice cream, right? If your flavor of ice cream favorite flavor of ice cream is different than mine, there's no need for us to argue. It's just like okay, you watch yours and have a blast. I watch mine, have a blast. We can talk about it like humans, you know. We can argue a bit, but at the end, we're still friends, you know. So the more flavors there are, the better for everyone
0: yeah uh, Kurt doesn't eat ice cream so Kurt in your world will be flavor of chicken snacks everybody has a different I, flavor they <laughs> like you
3: know so you know I don't really eat ice cream either but I think that that's the best <laughs> that's
2: right <Claudio laughs> that's
3: the best mean. uh that's the best what is it called um analogy analogy there we go Claudio,
0: listen I look forward to seeing you I think I'm going to be there for the show in uh in Philadelphia in September can't thank yeah. you enough for being here man right Kurt
2: yeah, Claudio, congratulations on being the Ring of Honor World Champion, and I wish you continued success, my friend. I love you, man.
3: Appreciate thank you, Kurt. You. I love you. Thank you for for being an inspiration and being awesome, and just thanks for being you. You're like, the, <laughs> you're. If you would make a prototype of a professional wrestler, what well, would we should be be that be you? So ah, thank you, thank man. you, thank you, Kurt. That
2: means a lot coming from you.
3: Thank you, thank you. I can't awesome. wait to see you again. We'll chat more.
2: You too, man. <laughs> All right, awesome. okay. Claudio. Thanks, you, guys. Buddy.
3: Thank you so much. Have a great rest Thank of your you. day.
0: You well, wow, That was a lot of fun, Kurt. I know yeah, I, I enjoyed myself awesome. talking to Claudio there.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, you know, he, the one thing about him that surprised me, he, uh, he's very articulate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he he's really humbled. explained everything, every question, just really, really clear and precise. And I, I love that about him. And you know what? He has not been like known as the best talker in the business. He can carry himself. Yeah. But what he does in that ring is nothing short of incredible. And this guy deserves any world championship. That's how good he is. Why do you think the fans love him so much? I know, dude. No, the Cesaro section. That proves what he should be in the wrestling business. He should be one of the very, very top guys.
0: And you can tell, you can feel his humbleness. He's not a guy that wants to uh, rattle cages or get into the "Hey, well they did me wrong here, they did me wrong there." No, it's that wasn't the cards I was dealt. Was how he answered everything, and I chose to and
2: never put make the blame the best on anybody. Of
0: no, yeah. Yeah. so much humility in those responses. Have a ton of respect for that guy, and so glad we got him on the Kurt Angle show. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, Kurt. Next week. Uh, we're talking about Triple H with Stephanie McMahon-Helmsley defeating Kurt Angle in a an no-DQ match. It's Unforgiven. Mick Foley's a special guest for Unforgiven 2000. You ready for that one?
2: Yeah, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H again.
0: Yes. I know. We we <laughs> can't get enough of them. And, buddy, they're all over the WWE. So it's it's perfect timing for all of that. So yes, it is. We'll be back with that next week. But before we close it down, our most fun part of the show most of the times is it's time for physicallyfit.com and your chicken snacks.
2: Chicken snacks and snack, snack smart crispy protein bites. Go to physicallyfit.com. There are 11 different flavors. They're all incredible. Uh, we have buffalo wing and blue cheese. We have uh, cinnamon swirl. Uh, sriracha. Sriracha. Yeah, oh. just uh, so many different flavors. Honey mustard. Uh, oh. You Go on uh, physicallyfit.com, order yours. And if you use the code ANGLEPOD, you'll get 20% off. You become a lifetime member on the website. If you sign up for that, you get 20% off the rest of your life.
0: Guys, there's no other demonstration you need to see about chicken snacks than just to watch Kurt Angle on Raw, buddy. I mean, the man was shredded uh, like I've never seen him before. So there you go. That's the chicken
2: snacks diet.
0: That's right, baby. (laughs) Uh, let's talk about Kurt dot Kurt, I got a question for you. Are people able to buy uh, replica gold medals on that site? I, I don't no,
2: know. No, no, not okay. this particular time. And you know what? I, I don't know how these replica gold medal companies are able to do this Yeah. because you're not allowed to do that. You, you can't duplicate a real gold medal. And that's what they did. They used everything. Every, every symbol on there is the same as the Olympics. I'm surprised the Olympic committee hasn't said anything about it because, the only reason why I'm not carrying them is because I know it's, I can't. Yeah. Like, well, look, I'll get caught and I'll get fined.
0: I bring that up because a, a guy at Top Guy Weekend who's a fan, listens to our show, great guy, comes up to me, says, Hey, I have a gift for you. I saw you have a Kurt Angle shelf. And you're missing a Kurt Angle Olympic gold medal off that shelf. And he gifted me one with a stand and the whole thing, man. That's awesome. I have it right there
2: by the belt now. I see it. I see it. Isn't
0: that cool? So, but check out. You know what? That's
2: exactly like the real one. Yeah. Everything about it. Every detail.
0: I, I was touched. It was awesome. But listen. Kurt Anglebrand's where you can go for T-shirts, milk cartons, cameo videos. Listen, Kurt does so many cameos; he's entertaining as hell. You think he's entertaining in some of these clips we watch week to week? I've been around for him recording these cameo videos. He'll do just about anything you ask him. And I'll do it anywhere. <laughs> that's right. He'll do them in the car ride. It don't matter in a baseball field. He's gonna take care of your requests. You can find it all KurtAnglebrand.com, and uh, he'll take care of it there. Speaking of what's on my shelf. There's one more of those beautiful Kurt Angle belts left, Wildcat Belts. All you needed to do is go to wildcatbelts.com. One left.
2: You have one, one shot. That's is. right. Do you have a video. Like
0: Kurtz. if Kurt you're Angle. watching on YouTube, you can see it now. Kurt's showing off his on that beautiful blue leather. Mine's on black leather, but I'm telling you, Kurt, first-class craftsm- craftsmanship, you've held many a belt in your time. And that um, one yeah, is this uh, one, pristine. not just
2: because it's a Kurt Angle belt either. Uh, it's my favorite. I love it, man. The, the detailing is great. The The leather is incredible. It's just a great uh, display of a title belt.
0: If you're a collector and you love all things Kurt Angle, this is the jewel uh, for your Kurt Angle collection, the centerpiece, if you will. Uh, so with that, man, Kurt, another fun episode this week. Always enjoy my hour plus that I get to spend with you. Great guest. And we'll, uh, we'll do it again next week. Thank you so much for this episode, buddy.
2: Thank you, Paul. Love you, man.
0: Love you. And uh, on behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right back here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's Those Weekend Golf Guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you a 15 to 20? can <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those Weekend Golf Guys, the podcast. Part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen.